0: Hey, man, welcome to another episode of Quality Manhood, a show meant for Christian men seeking to understand how to apply God's truth in everyday life. I'm one of the hosts of the show, P.J. Burner, along with my co-host, Kellen Allen. What's up? Man, are you going to bring the, the language back this season? No, man, I, I don't know. That's so uh, like two seasons two ago. Two seasons ago, but maybe just for old time's sake, you can throw one out. But I do, and you're never ready for it when I just throw it out there. I don't like think I, I've ever been ready for it. <laughs> that's true. I don't true. think ever I've <laughs> ever gotten it right. Yeah. A couple of them. I gave you a couple Maybe. easy ones. Maybe. Anyways, hey, we're back for season two of a brand new season of Quality Manhood. If you didn't miss, I mean, if you didn't catch, if you did miss, if you didn't catch our first episode, we'd love One for you to it. go back and, and listen to that. And uh, we kind of give you an overview of what we're doing this year. But um, uh, today on on this episode, we're, we're covering the, the topic of being above reproach as a godly man, as a quality man of God. And uh, again, these are attributes that, yes, are, are true of an elder, but we are making the argument, and I think it's it's legitimate here, that these should be true not just of elders in the church, but of every man who claims Christ as uh, as Lord and Savior. So uh, as we're talking about being above reproach, though, Kellen, I was, I was thinking about it today. And I was thinking about, you know, just the history of of sports and particularly baseball and uh, teams that have been above reproach and then teams that have not been above reproach. <laughs> and it got me thinking about 2017. And okay. there was one team in particular that uh, really it, there's no way to, 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 you know, skirt the issue. They were not above reproach. And do you know who I'm talking about? Uh, the Astros? There it is, man. Okay. The Houston Astros. There yeah, you go. There it is. I mean, 2017. They- <laughs> They, As if they don't have enough salt in the wound, you're going to pour some more Hey, anytime they I get did. a chance to kick Houston walls down, I'm going to kick them again, <laughs> right? <laughs> but they, they were tearing up the baseball world, doing yeah. great. They even won the World Series, right? And then, oh, wouldn't you, wouldn't you know, they were cheating yeah. the entire time. Yeah, They were stealing signs, relaying signs, banging on trash cans in the dugout. Right. And here we are, what, four years later, and they are still getting grief over that. Right, and I mean half of the roster
1: is completely turned over. I don't, you know, they might have a, a handful of players that are still there, but it doesn't matter. That 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 organization is now tainted because of that forever. And I love it how um, I just think about other teams, as you mentioned, that like the Patriots <laughs> with the Gate, <Deflategate. laughs> the, the Gate, and but and even Spy Gate and all like all right. that stuff because I guess they're the Patriots and people like them more than that kind of got swept under the rug. And Brady's still fine, I guess, and he plays. Our Cowboys. I don't even know how that transition got there. We said we weren't going to talk about the Cowboys, but...
0: Here we, we are. We are talking
1: about the Cowboys. Everything gets back to the Cowboys somehow or another. <laughs> they kick off... Well, as we're recording this yeah. tonight. Yeah. And hopefully, as you're listening to this, you're going to say, wow, the Cowboys... They got a dub. They got a dub against Tampa Bay, and they're off to the, to the, to the races for a Super Bowl. Dude, I feel good year. about the
0: Cowboys. I mean, I know I say that We's, every year, yeah. but this year, I really feel good about the Cowboys. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I mean... Howdy Duty's gone. He's still up in New York. Is he still in New York or did they fire him? Th- clapping <laughs> th- on the sidelines. I don't know. He, yeah, I don't know. He's not uh, Jason Garrett for those the who head going, coach. Who, who's uh, Howdy? Clapping. D. I don't know
1: who that is. Howdy.
0: Yeah. So, you know, I don't know. Maybe he's still around. But I haven't they heard They look about good, him. man. I mean, Zeke looks good. Dak's back. There's Amari nobody touching TV. them. They're not allowed to be touched, though. Hey, but even still, you can, if they looked bad in that circumstance, I mean, that would be really bad. I guess so. Right?
1: I guess so. So
0: we'll see. We'll see tonight. Well, I won't because I'm going to be leading an HFG during the Cowboys game tonight, which speaking of being above reproach, (laughs) if we're going to bring things back to our topic at hand (laughs) today, right? right, I need to be above reproach and not have the Cowboys game minimized on my iPad while I'm trying to lead my whole fellowship group tonight. I'll I'll watch it for you and send you a few texts. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe it'll be better for me not to watch the game. Yes, I'll... yes, you will remain above reproach. No, we're positive thinking. We're positive thinking. But let's talk about being above reproach. Yeah. Kellen, what does it mean to be above reproach? Yeah, it, When we think about above reproach, it's it's
1: just being blameless in your behavior. And so uh, looking at it from a standpoint of people can't charge you, accuse you of, of not doing the right thing or not being a stand-up, not being – uh, someone that has a good reputation—it's um, just not something that people um, could accuse you of. And we want to be able to strive to do that um, as godly men. But you know, it's—it's it's not easy, uh, especially in this world. There's a lot of distractions. But being able to see uh, Christ as our uh, ultimate savior and the one that we strive to be like every day in life will allow us to stay above reproach. But yeah,
0: being blameless, blameless, blameless is. Uh... Man, that's that's pretty heavy yeah. to think about being blameless. Is that really what we are are called to be, is blameless? And is that even possible? So, uh, Kellen, we would answer that. That I mean, is it possible for me to be blameless, to be sinless? Let's, let's call it that, right? Yeah. While I'm here in this flesh on this earth, the answer to that question is a resounding no. 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 So how do we balance that idea of the fact that none of us are perfect, none of us can be perfect, none of us can be sinless? And yet we're called to be above reproach. And you just said being above reproach is striving to be blameless, to be sinless.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it's even being above reproach in uh, the things that we do when we make a mistake. And obviously, you know, God calls us to be perfect um, and be holy as he is holy. But uh, yeah, we, we are not. God. We're not Christ. We're not going to be perfect. So even when we do make a mistake, even when things happen, uh, what is what is your approach um, for asking for forgiveness, for uh, reconciling a situation? We want to be above reproach there, not that we held a grudge or not that we just swept it under the rug as if nothing happened, but we went above and beyond uh, what the average person may do to make sure that we reconciled where we need to be reconciled uh, and that we, you know, if we need to ask for forgiveness, we Go above those normal measures to make sure that that is happening.
0: Right, yeah. Being above reproach, it's you could put it this way, man. It's about direction, not necessarily perfection. Mm. And your direction is towards perfection um, each and every day. And being above reproach. Uh, like Kellen was just talking about there, it's it's going, okay, is there any, like David prayed at the end of Psalm 139, hey, search me, know me, try my heart. If there's any sinful, grievous, anxious way in me, God, I I want it gone, right? I, I want to get it out of my life. That's a mindset of being above reproach. It's saying, I don't want there to be any charge that could stick to me, any charge that could hang to me, any charge that could hinder me whatsoever. Um, And if I've done something wrong, then I want to clear myself. It's having that Second Corinthians chapter 7 mentality of repentance Mm -hmm. that says, I'm not just going to feel worldly grief and be sorry that I got caught or sorry for the consequences, but man, I'm going to feel a godly grief that says, I want to be vindicated from this. I want to put it away from me. I want to prove myself innocent in this matter moving forward, meaning that people know that I'm done with this and I'm never going back to it again. And so even then, even as we fall, man, we need to fall and respond with uh with a, an integrity that says okay I'm going to confess my sin I'm going to repent of my sin and I'm going to push on to be above reproach moving forward I was reading about this earlier and somebody put it this way that it's it's not about trying to hover right around the line right if the line right. is the standard of hey we we need to be you know men of integrity it's not trying to go okay how how close to that line of being a man of integrity can I get but yeah. it's saying man I want to I want to be way past that line so that I'm not even close to it. Right. It's the old question of the, the dating couples. Well, how, you know, how close to the line of crossing (laughs) line can we get and, you know, still be pure, still wear my purity ring and still, you know, kiss my dad goodnight. Right. I mean, it's like, well, that's, that's not the right question. Yeah. It's, um, no, how, how far away can you stay from that because of the fear of sin? Yeah. Right. Um,
1: yeah, I think it. I mean, we we talk about just behavior, and obviously that's the first thing that comes to mind. But as as Christian men, it's also thinking about being above reproach in in everything we do, like showing up to work on time, uh, being being a, a positive, you know, role model and a positive uh, influence to those that are around you. And so, even being above reproach in the little things in life um, are are admirable and things that we need to strive for, so that people can't you know, put names on us of like, hey, that person's always late, or hey, that person flies off the cuff when you, you talk about certain things or whatever that might be. You want to be a pro- above reproach in everything that you do. Um,
0: and so thinking through that, and what does that look like in your life? Right. In uh, in First Timothy 4.12, uh, Timothy is a young pastor at this point, and, and Paul is writing to him and encouraging him and, and instructing him on how he should conduct conduct himself in the church there. And one of the things he says to him, he says, he says this to Tim, Timothy, he says, let no one despise you for your youth, but set the believers an example in speech, conduct, love, faith, and purity. Uh, I mean, those are kind of the, the the main categories of our life right there. And Paul's calling young Timothy to be above reproach, essentially in those areas and to set an example. Uh, we mentioned it, you know, that this meant is not a, an attribute that's only for pastors, only for elders, but something that all of us should be striving for. In in First Timothy five three or not First Timothy sorry First Peter five three, uh, Peter's describing an elder there and an elder's job part of an elder's job he says is to be examples to the flock, so even there as we look at an elder's job a pastor's job is to be an example to the flock therefore, the attributes that characterize a pastor should be a model should be a template for the flock to follow after as well. So as we're thinking about being above reproach, it's, it's really looking at those areas that Paul wrote to Timothy, Hey, speech, faith, conduct, love, purity in all those areas of your life, strive to be above reproach, right? You want to make sure that if somebody were to come like Daniel, I I think about Daniel as a man who embodied this attribute so well, Mm -hmm. because Daniel had his worst enemies, right? He had all of these other governing officials that were jealous of him come into his life and turn his life upside down. And look for as much dirt or any dirt at all that they could find on him, right. and they found nothing. That is the definition of being above reproach. So that the those men were left to say, "Well, the only thing that we can charge him with is his relationship to his God," and so that's what they had to go after Daniel with. Man, we need to live that kind of life. That is being above reproach, and and part of the reason is there, there's a couple reasons why this is important. Uh, I mean, n- n- first and foremost, uh, Kellen, it's it's representing Christ well, right? Um, that we want to to be known as those that are uh, are men of good character, of good quality, men of integrity. This above reproach is really kind of that that summary term for the rest of the qualifications of an elder or, mm-hmm. or a pastor. Uh, we want to be characterized that way because we represent Christ. Second uh, Corinthians five twenty. Talk talk about that verse for a second, Kellen.
1: Yes, we are ambassadors of Christ, right? And so you think about an ambassador that's overseas in a different country that's representing. Um, us. We have them all over the world, but uh, they are our our spokesperson. They are the, purple, the people that represent us, represent the entire United States of America over in another country. So if there's a problem that comes up in a country, they go to the ambassador first. The ambassador makes the decision of, do I need to call you know, a, a higher authority or can I make this on behalf of uh, the USA? And so thinking about that word ambassador is we are ambassadors of, of Christ. We are his workmanship that are here on earth, and so we are, should be lights um, in this, in this dark world. People should be able to look at us and say, you know, there's something different, right? There's somebody that's set apart, that's holy, that's, um, that's Christ-like, because um, ultimately we want our witness and our uh, example to point to Christ. But yeah, we are ambassadors, which is, a I love that word, and it, it's a very strong word, and something we shouldn't take lightly, because uh, this is something that uh, we have, you um, been called to be. I love how Paul puts it in Ephesians 4. He says, um, uh, therefore, a prisoner of the Lord urge you to walk in a manner that that is worthy of the calling to which you have been called uh, with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the spirit in the Lord, or excuse me, in the bond of peace. And so, just thinking about that, uh, you know, we've been called to this, right? God has called us to be his representation here on earth and his ambassador. And uh, we need to strive to do that every day. And that is going back to our point here is living above
0: repro- approach. Right. An ambassador represents the message and the character of the one who sent him. Um, and that's that's us with Christ and that our lives speak so often, our, our lives, our actions, our behavior, the, the things that we do. And again, not just whether you're getting drunk or, you know, beating your wife, hopefully you're not doing either of those things, (laughs) not just that category, but think about your relationship with your boss who maybe is a non-believer. How does he see your work ethic? How does he see your faithfulness to show up on time? Are you, how are you representing Christ and being above reproach even in those arenas there? Um, Yeah. Another reason why being above reproach is so important is you know, when you are living a duplicitous life, when you're living a two-faced life, when you are somebody who at church is one way and at home is a different way, man, at the end of the day, you are running the risk of, of undermining all of the, the good ministry that God is doing through you uh, as, as you're serving him in, in whatever capacity that may be. Or if nothing else, your other choices, your choices that are not above reproach are bringing, uh, are causing a distraction to the ministry that God wants to do through you. Um, and so it's like, well, yeah, he's a great Awana leader, but man, did you hear about what happened over here? I was talking to him after church and he was so angry at what was going on politically there. And I just sat there and I was like, man, do I really want this kid teaching my kids? Mm. Right. Do I want this anger? Do I want this vitriol? Do I want this bitterness coming out in in the classroom with my kids? And see you, you've, you've distracted, you've called into question, you've undermined what God is doing through your ministry. If your life uh, universally across the board is not characterized as being above reproach.
1: And I think we have to watch out nowadays, uh, especially with there's so much distractions from, uh, you know, politics to COVID to, you know, vaccines. And you look at all these and it's exactly what Satan wants to do. He wants to cause division and it's happening within the church. And so even for us as, as Christian men, again, wanting to have that good reputation, it's asking yourself, you know, am I more way more vocal about the things of the lord of the bible of christ uh, than i am about you know what's going on in our culture and I'm not saying we can't do our due diligence because we're called to do that as well it's to study and to know and to be equipped to to make you know godly decisions on uh, in in these certain uh, aspects of life but that shouldn't define us right? that can't be what we're known for we can't be that person where it's like hey don't talk to them about uh, vaccinations because they'll go on a, a tirade about it and all that stuff but yet you know when it comes to the gospel you have a few words to say like we want to be people that are known that hey when you speak to that person they're encouraging they're always talking about christ and focusing our attention on christ and, and you know what when when people drown me with things that are going on of the culture, you, you want to go talk to that person because they lift you up and point you back to Christ. That's what we want to be known as. And so just thinking about that reputation and, you know, if it's a bad reputation, it could hurt your witness for Christ because, um I was talking to somebody the, the other day uh, in my office for counseling and uh, he was telling me his testimony. And uh, he said when he became a believer, he told somebody at work, uh, that he was a he was a new believer, a new creation in Christ, and they said, "Oh, you? Oh, I never would have thought that." And it was just gut wrenching because it's like, "Wow, was I? Did I really have that bad of a, a reputation that somebody said this is what I know of to be a Christian?" And now that I'm calling myself one, that. It's a shock to them. And so, uh, and, you know, obviously that individual is not the only one. We all uh, go through those experiences when we become a new creation in Christ where people should see changes in our life. But, you know, your witness shouldn't be one of, oh, I didn't, I didn't even put those two together that uh, you could be somebody that's following um, uh, Christ, someone that was perfect and
0: that was holy and blameless. Right. 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 So now that you've mentioned COVID and vaccines on this podcast, it's going to be flagged for misinformation. I guarantee you it's going to be marked. And uh, there's going to be a little well, banner that pops it. up that says, if you'd like accurate information about COVID-19, please visit. Don't listen to these two guys. Right. Yeah. No, um, no, you're you're right on that. So let's let's talk then about because maybe the guys out there are going, OK, I get it. I, I need to be above reproach. Um, yeah, maybe I haven't been as above reproach, or I don't know if you can kind of be above reproach. I think it's like an all. Or <laughs> I'm toeing the of. line. I'm one like, day I'm good, I'm, one day I'm not. I'm like medium above repro- on average. I'm yeah, I'm above. I'm at yeah. approach. I don't <laughs> reproach. I don't below. No. Um. So what does it look like to to do that? Maybe some passages for us to think about. Let's, for example, husbands. Maybe you're out there going, okay. What does it look like for me to be above reproach in my marriage? Well, the good news is, men, God not only calls us to be above reproach in his scriptures and his word, but he also equips us to know what that looks like. So, for example, husbands, uh, Ephesians 5, right, that you are called to uh, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Um, First Peter chapter three, that you need to live with your wives in an understanding manner right? I mean, these are our great examples of us thinking about, okay, how do I live above reproach? Dads, uh, Paul says that we are not to provoke our children to anger, um, that we are to raise our, our children. Paul doesn't say this, but the Lord does. Uh, raise our children in the discipline and instruction of the Lord, right? That, that, uh, that that's, that's such a key element of our role as, as fathers. Are you doing that? Are we doing that? Um, There's the put-off, put-on passages, Colossians chapter 3. There's the fruit of the flesh versus the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians chapter 5. These are all passages, right, Kellen, that that help us know practically how can I begin to make strides in being more above reproach than I have been.
1: Yeah, and specifically that Colossians 3.23 is, whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men. And so even just keeping our focus and intention because, you know, you, you might have a bad boss or a bad coworker or whatever it is, and you might feel that temptation to say, you know what, I'm not going to put forth full effort because, you know, I, I don't like them or I don't agree with them or it's hard to work with them. And remembering that passage and when we think about being above reproach, you, you just never know what God can do. Uh, in those situations where, regardless of how you feel, and that's what Paul tells us, we need to die to self, right? Like we need to crucify the flesh and be able to say, you know what? I'm not worried about my feelings. All I want to do is glorify Christ in this. Is uh, is that passage is great when we think about working? Is we're working for the Lord in everything that we do. So our effort, uh, the the quality of our, in
0: our work uh, needs to be for the Lord and not for man. Yeah. So you know this is this is such a high calling, right to be above reproach, to be blameless. and like we talked about at the beginning of this episode, is that is that a, a reality? Are we going to be blameless, sinless here on this this earth? Uh, um, I would say functionally no, um, but positionally, yes, in Christ, right. I mean, we are blameless in Christ. We have his righteousness. That's the the beauty of justification in the gospel. And one of the, the greatest promises that we have and is found in Colossians one twenty two that Christ will one day present us holy and blameless, and then Paul says, above reproach. And there it is right there, that, that that day is coming, men. That day is coming when you will breathe your last here, and you will be ushered into the presence of the Lord, and you are going to be presented as holy and blameless, above reproach, finally, fully, 100% above reproach. Um, because you will be free from sin completely, and uh, and that's ours because of Christ. That's ours because of the gospel. That's ours because uh, Christ has, has died for our sins so that we can be forgiven. He's risen from the grave so that we will live with him forever, and he's given us his spirit so that we can follow him as our, our Lord and our King. That's the gospel right there in a nutshell, guys. And so, man, if, if you're out there and, and you've kind of been tuning into this because you like Whatever. You, you like to hear us bemoan the fact that the Cowboys lose games or whatever it may be, right? Um, but you're not in Christ. The, none of this is going to help you. None of this is going to benefit you. Uh, none of this is going to be good for you. Uh, this episode, if, if you're not in Christ, this episode has just been about increasing your morality. And that, men, will not do a single bit of good for you. You need to get right with Jesus first and foremost. That is the foundation for all of this. And that has to be there. And so, men, let me plead with you. If you're listening to this right now, wherever you are, you need Christ, you need to repent. Repent from your sins and put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. That is the most important thing that you can do because you cannot earn your way into heaven. You can't be good enough. You can't be kind enough. You can't be consistent enough. You can't do anything to get your way into heaven. You need to repent from your sins, which means to turn from your sins, say, I'm done living for myself. I'm done living for my flesh. I'm done rebelling against God and you need to put your faith in Jesus Christ, that he died for your sins, that you can be forgiven, rose from the dead so that you can live forever with him and that he is now going to give you his spirit so that you can follow him as Lord and King. And that's that life of, of obedience that Kellen and I have been talking about in this episode, Living Above Reproach. So, men, we want you to make that decision. If you haven't made that decision, that's the most important thing that you could do. That is the most significant thing that you could do. And uh, we are praying that you will if you haven't yet made that decision. If you have, men, we are are praying that this next week for you in between this episode and next episode will be fruitful as you strive, again, direction, not perfection, but your direction is perfection. um, As you strive to live above reproach and bear fruit for Christ along the way. (laughs)